Hello everybody, welcome to the second episode of the Swim Tribe podcast. Today I'm joined by my friend Joe Jones. I met Joe when we were both on the bus to the start of the River Waveney swim in Norfolk. I then met Joe again in February 2020 at the Great Britain Ice Swimming Championships and we got on like a house on fire. We both have a lot in common with both chatters and we both have a very big passion for swimming. I've since met up with Jo and had some wonderful swims with her um, in rivers across the UK and I thought she'd be a fantastic guest to have on the podcast. We've both got a very similar amount of swimming experience having started when we were children, probably got about 15, 16 years experience each. So we come from very similar backgrounds and we both love swimming. I hope you enjoy listening and Jo is going to start by telling us how she got into open water swimming. Over to Jo. Hi, I'm Joe. I've been swimming for like 16, 17 years as well. And I started because my dad did an outdoor swim and took me with him and told me I could either sit on the side and be bored or go and get in the sea for a swim. And I loved it. I loved it more than swimming in a swimming pool. So I carried on swimming outside. It's led me to swim really long distances, like the English Channel and the Bristol Channel, and in really cold water. Not quite as cold as Caroline, but hopefully one day. It's a weird one, isn't it? How everyone falls into doing something that ends up becoming the rest of their life. I don't think I realised when I started how much of my life it would take over. I remember when I was in club and I was swimming like five or six times a week. And then I went to uni and did it like eight times a week because I was mad. That was as well as drinking as well, which is really impressive. And now like, I can easily swim pretty much every day and not be bored of it. I think what's amazing, amazing is that I'm sure when I was a kid in a swimming club, I think I would, I thought, I don't think I, I would ever have imagined that I'd be swimming this much at this age. It's given me such longevity that I don't think I expected. I think I, I had a slightly different thinking of it when I was a kid. It's like it was going to be my everything. It was what I was going to do. I was picked to swim for GB when I was younger and I thought actually maybe I've got a chance of swimming and then everything sort of went a bit skewer for that with in 2006 they just changed the way that that everything was people were selected and they just kind of cut us all overnight without telling us which is a little bit harsh so I've had the longevity now that I like swimming again so I did hate it for a very long time and resented it I couldn't watch it on the Olympics I couldn't watch it on telly I couldn't hear anyone speaking about it I just did not want to know at all I played a bit at uni but more so that I could counteract the amount of snake bite and black that I was drinking on the Wednesday night sports social and so I didn't That's, get yeah I, I mainly did box for the sports socials I'm not gonna lie mm. anyway. see it's weird like I I wasn't a great swimmer at all when I, when I say I wasn't great I was like a solid lane two swimmer as in like, I could lean lead, lead lane two and occasionally if they put me in lane one of like top squad but if I was in if I was in lane one I was getting like five seconds rest so I was good not great and I was never picked for that a galas and that was fine. So I, I just did it because I enjoyed it. And I think, so I've, I've loved it from a really young age and I've done it because I've loved it. I saw my coach a couple of years ago, actually, and he was quite drunk. And he said to me, like, that it was amazing. I, was, I carried on because I wasn't very good. But I think I carried on because I wasn't very good. Like, I, I was never chasing a title or a medal or anything. I just like pushing off the wall and feeling like a submarine underwater. And then... I, and then I found my niche and I found what I was really good at. I don't ever want to lose my love for it chasing anything. I think that that's kind of where my brain's always been with it. It's like I used to have expectation and then I got disappointment. 
And now I go into everything without any expectation. So there is no disappointment. And I think that's why I like ice swimming because you can't have an expectation and you can't have any expectation going into a winter swim because the minute that you get in, you can't control anything. You can't control how, how your body reacts. Yeah. I think I, what I love about outdoor swimming is that every race day is different. So every, I'll talk, you know, every channel swim, every crossing, every ice swim, the conditions are different. So you can't pit one, one swim against another because the tide might've been different. The weather might've been different. The pilot might've been different. All you, all you can do any day is get in and swim your swim and just getting out and being proud of what you've done. It's always nice to be surprised with like a medal or a title or whatever. But if that's what you're chasing, you're going to miss out the reason you do it, which is fun. I was having a chat with a very good friend of mine, John, today about this. And we're both driven by different things. We Our reset button's the same thing, but it, it's our reaction, our reaction or our the way we do it and the way that we push ourselves is completely different. I, I think because I've had so much disappointment in the past, if I give myself a target and say, I want to do this, then I can see myself in the worst case scenario, which is getting out. Um, that's something that's been, that's really been difficult for me over, over time because I got out of a really important race. I, well, I've got out of two really important races because one of the days the conditions were really bad and I was inexperienced and another time I just wasn't well and I got out and part of me for my entire life has what if it's like what if I hadn't have got out what would I have done where would I be now and it's taken me geez like how old am I I'm 30 next year so 15 years to get my head around the fact that I got out and I now go into every swim give allowing myself to get out if if I need to I regret it hugely but I've had to completely change my brain in thinking about it and realize that actually I'm really lucky with what I've got now I wouldn't have what I've got now if I hadn't have got out and I think it's such a pivotal point in your life is how would I have dealt with this situation differently um which is I think why when I saw that I smile and that challenge however many years ago five six years ago it's like that's really stupid that's a really really stupid thing to do and I think I'm gonna die but I want to do it so <laughs> um but it's just switching your mentality I think in and finding the swimming for you and finding what you like about it and what you get out of it and the most important bits of it and for me it's the sensation of the water it's being cold it's being in nature and swimming along and just stopping and actually seeing a really, really pretty thing. Yeah. And I think, and that is exactly it. See, I got into winter swimming for a different reason. So I, I think like I got into swimming three years ago, three years ago, this is my third winter, but, at, but before that I'd done loads of long swims. So I'd always swum and gone, right, how far can I swim? I have to be able to swim 3k, 4k, 5k. So I got to September and went, there's no point swimming anymore. And I remember being like, there's no point swimming once I, once past September, October, because it's just too cold. What's the point? And then, so I'd done like as far, I'd swum as fast as I could swim. So I, I'd done like Bucks Nationals and I'd, you know, I'd swum as fast as I could swim. And then I did the English Channel and I swam as for as long as I could swim. And I can never imagine swimming for more than like 12 and a half hours ever again. Like I know I probably will, but at the moment that's 
that's a long time and I'm good. Um, and then I went, I wonder, I wonder how cold I can swim. Like, like it was just a different, I'd done fast, I'd done long. And I'd heard about this cold water swimming and gone, sounds a bit nuts. I wonder how cold I can go. And I did the first winter, I did October. And then I expected to maybe start November. And then I did November. And then there was like this thing. Um, then there was like a swim meet up and I went, oh, I'll go to that. Um, and there was like a couple of hundred people there and that was great for like this basically a massive swim party. So that was my aim for December to get to the swim party. And then I was like, well, I've got to December. I might as well try January, try March, try April. And I didn't realize at the time that February is the coldest. So I thought after January, it, get, it would get better. And it did not. <laughs> and, but, I, but I started February and I think I swam like three times. It's less than once a week, but I did it. And when I say I swam, I mean, I got in, I screamed a little bit. I did some head up breaststroke and I got out. But I did it. Swimming. It, I got in and I moved and my feet went on the floor. So I count that as swimming. Yeah, so do I. And then, and then I just want to do the winter. And then last season, last winter, I went, right, okay. I didn't feel cold at all. Can I swim fast in winter? And that's how I got into ice swimming because I like the structure of it. Yeah. And now it's probably my favourite thing ever. It, 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 it is. I like, I like that, that with the structure because... For me, um, I'd been told by my um, lady at uni, who was my support person, that I had to go and find a lake or go back to swim. So I'd never, I hadn't got back in a lake for years and I found this lake online at Cliff Lakes. It was so nice. The first few times I went down, nobody knew who I was. And I'm, I was so used to having people knowing who I was. And I really liked that. I could just rock up, have a swim. They thought I was mental going in 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 April in like 12 12 degrees in a swim costume like no this is fine this is all right and I'm shivering after that you okay yeah I'm fine um and then at the end of the season I had a chat with Susie and Jason who were running it at the time and I just said can can I swim for the winter and they went yeah but do you want to run the sessions with us yeah right so we learned together we learned winter together so we and I love seeing the pictures of it on um, on the Facebook memories thing where it's just our faces is brilliant. It's like there's we're we're doing the whole little shock to and and there's loads of pictures of we documented it all um, and we taught people what we learned. Um and it's winter swimming is about learning safely, learning about getting really cold, learning what you've done wrong. Um, and having having respect because this season I've been really disappointed with some of the people out there who who don't seem to respect it. Um, at the moment we're on what what we on we're December, so temperatures are seven six seven eight, and what people don't realise is three three and a half and four is half of these temperatures, and this is what's kind of scaring me at the moment and seeing people going and swimming and dipping and some of the responses and some of the things that are being posted online that are almost sort of trivializing it. Am I being harsh? Um, and say, and jump and, and where they're going and having a shower after and doing really silly, like really quite dangerous things. Um, and I think it's heightened by the fact that coaches can't coach and venues can't run like sessions where they're teaching people. I know that lots of venues out there that, that offer winter swimming where they're teaching them well, they're, they're teaching people about recovery, how to get in, how to, what, what sort of thing to do. Um, and it's something that I learned with, with people that have become really good friends. And 
honestly, I'm, I'm like you, Joe. I, I learned about it and then thought, I want some structure to this and entered the ice GBs and learned loads. And I think that's the way to do it. I think for your first winter and, and second winter and probably third winter as well, you learn. Like, I'm still learning. Like, I, I've done lots of ice stuff and I probably did it too early. Like, I'm still learning. And I think I will probably be in my 10th season and be still learning. I think you're always learning, but I think as you learn, you grow and you can do more stuff. But I think some people and some lakes don't understand how distance works in the cold. Yeah. So you, you swim, you start swimming slower because your body is trying to conserve heat. Please correct me if I'm wrong on this. And so the time it will take you to do 200 meters is longer so some people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to go and do two 250 meter loops. I'm like, that's 500 meters. And that's a really long way because you'll get around the first one. Fine. You'll get around the second one. You'll get halfway around the second one and you'll probably be fine. But then you've got to come back. And it's that last, you've always got to put your plan, your swim for the last 15%. I agree. I like that. I agree with that. Yeah. And it, that I've learned that from experience. And to be honest, I've learned that by getting to i did the polar the, the jedi polar bear last year and i really pushed a couple of times to get in fact i, did, I pushed too far on two occasions and i remember it because i knew i'd gone too far and i knew i was too far away to get to get back so i did like 1500 meters in whatever it was meant to be and it was i did like five or six laps of five, five laps of a 300 meter loop which was a lot and i did four and i felt cold but not too cold and i started the fifth and went oh I feel a bit weird and I got halfway around the fifth and went I have to get out now and the get out point is 150 meters away and I did it breaststroke back because I'd started getting dizzy so I yep. couldn't put my head in the water because I was dizzy I didn't have earplugs in which was a major issue but so it took me like two minutes to get back doing head up breaststroke so that was two and thankfully the the the, the venue was really good they had they, they they basically bundled me in they they put stuff on me they i took my swimsuit off and they helped me warm up they helped dress me so if you're not so like swimming is that can be humiliating if you don't mind people helping you get dressed because when you're that cold fingers don't work clothes aren't going to go on so I just kind of stood there and moved up sort of tops on me in zip up jackets and sat me in front of a fire to help me warm up and walk me up and down mm. to help me get the blood flowing. And they were amazing. Because, but if I'd been in a river or in a lake that didn't know what to do. Or in a car park. And, or, yeah. in a, what, or in a car park. I can see how it would go wrong. And that's what scares me, I think, this year. And I agree with you on that because everybody needs to experience that. And we, not encourage um, at, at the venue that I, I um, at Cliff where we do our winter swimming. I, I'd, I'd done the sessions with with the lovely Kate for the last last few years, and we've got we had a great great team of lifeguards. We we'd learn, we know what what we're doing, and we like people to to push that limit so that they learn about it. Because if you if you haven't learned it, then you're more likely to go and do something silly. And I've done it. I've been so cold that I couldn't shiver, but I was in the right place. And it was, it was when I got out of my ice mile and I was looked after fantastically because I did it with Leon Fryer at Swim and Swim and his team are so good. They know what they're doing. They do it day in, day out. Their recovery team's brilliant. I was fine. I cried, had a shiver and then I was all right. And I, I'd, I'd done that before 
and my own time with Kate at Cliff as well. She fed me a sausage sandwich and went, Bird, you ain't doing that again, are you? Like, no, sorry. And this is where the community comes in. This is where the, the seasoned window swimmers have so much to give. I think we're nearly there, but you know, the people that have been doing it for way before it, it went on the headlines of, of the times for years. Because people have been doing it for years and it's so cool. Winter, you know, winter swimming is not a new thing. It's exploded, but it's not new. So there are people that know so much and there are venues like Leon's that know so much. And I think what I'd love to see is I'd love to see venues sharing that. So newer venues learning from older venues. It's that shared understanding that will help. Because like I say, 200 meters might not feel long until you can't feel your arms and can't pull the water. Yeah, and I think the best venues are the, sorry to interrupt, the, the ones where the, the people that are running the sessions are ice swimmers and have done it. Yeah, yeah. and there's so many things on that, you know, it's how do you recover? For me, when I recover, so I, I swear by Crocs and slipper socks and Crocs and slipper socks that have been wrapped in a hot water bottle. That's like my thing, because then my feet get warm and then I put them in Crocs and I'm good. And then I can prance around and stuff. And I like being by a bench so I can set my clothes out Normally in a pile, not in an order, but at least so I can, put, I don't have to bend down to pick up my clothes. Mm-hmm. So something I've learned this when this last few weeks is being at the river is that my clothes are just all on the floor in my bag. And so even the bending down and picking up your trousers and bending down and picking up your top, that extra action isn't great for me. And so I'm looking forward to going back to the lakes where there's benches or I can go to the boot of my car. And so everything's kind of on a level. And I don't know why that is. I haven't worked it out yet. It's working out how do you get change best. But also if you have a funny five minutes or a dizzy bit, be somewhere where people know and know what to do and know how to warm you up because you won't realise you're having a funny five minutes most of the time. I'm very anal with dressing. Yeah, I'm a bit less, I'm a bit less organised than you. I kind of just whack everything in a bag and get changed after. And I'm learning not to, but you're way ahead of me on this. So I hate bags. I absolutely hate bags. The only purpose of a bag should be carrying your wet kit home. So when I, I've been swimming a lot by the side of the rivers as well with COVID and, and out the boot of my car, but I am so anal. Nothing is in the bag. My coat is on, on, a, on the floor in one place. I swear by my bra because that, that holds up your towel. Um, no one then sees your food from underneath because it's a whole little, there's pictures of me online like this, like there is me in my bra standard no one sees anything then because you can it's take women. It's, yeah the skill of changing under a towel is a skill i am very proud of that you learn as a club swimmer yeah. and you perfect as an outdoor swimmer absolutely and i like dry robes but do not change under a dry robe in the winter oh, no, that, no 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 you put it on afterwards yeah and to the lake and away from the lake the first thing i do is take it off cannot be faffing everybody's seen an accidental bit of side boob from me and i'm really proud of that I, I don't care. I need to be warm. That's my priority is be warm. There's a friend of mine at the lake that will be chatting and she'll just sit there and go, turn around, I'm going to go. And she'll just drop everything and put everything on. And everyone's got their changing strategy. I'm not one to drop everything and go. I, I do do an, an under towel shimmy, but everyone's got their way of doing it. Some people can get changed under a dry robe. I'm not that flexible. My arms are too long. My shoulders are really broad. Maybe my dry robe's too small, but it don't work for me. No, it, it, it doesn't work for me either. I just get a little bit twisted up in knots. So I'm I'm the whole little towel bra over kind of girl and it works for me. Yeah. Out of interest, and this is a tangent, what's the smallest towel you can get changed under? I can do it in a hand towel at a push. 
I think I can as well, just as long as it covers my... As, long as, as long as I can back into a wall. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'll be all right with that. <laughs> it's, I'm quite proud of it. Mm, I'm, I'm not putting a video online though to prove it to anyone. Oh, I know, there'd be too much, there'd be the little cheeky little bum flash, wouldn't there? Yeah, there'd be too much cheeky little bum. <laughs> anyway, sorry, little side point, but I'm, it's, I'm quite proud of it. I might try that next, maybe not in winter, maybe in the summer. How... How, how, low can, how low can you go? <laughs> if you can do it in, in like one of the chamois towels, you win. <laughs> one of my hacks for this winter, if you open one of your car doors and drape your dry robe over or like a towel over the door, you've got a little changing room. Oh, I like that. So I'm quite, and what, what you can do is you can put the towel over it and then if you like stand into it, you cover like your chest down with a towel. That means you can put, you put your top on and stuff. That is brilliant. Tip of the tip of the day for everybody there. Learn tip that. Tip of the day. Um, I'm going to give a tip of the day as well. My tip of the day is stolen. Shout out to the lovely Claire Ray here, who I stole her idea because it's brilliant. Ski trousers. Ooh, okay. I get really, really cold legs. I get cold. If I touch my bottom after I've got out of swimming, it's freezing. It's even like half an hour later, my boobs and my bum freezing. So... Claire rocks up at the lake one day in, in Salopettes and I'm like, Claire, that is the absolutely banging idea. I'm stealing that. So I get changed into ski trousers, my, well, snowboard ones, a little bit baggier, um, ski socks, or actually they were my brother's sock and they're massive, and some insulated snow boots, which I'm coincidentally still wearing because my feet have been cold all day because I went for a swim in the rain. I hate swimming in the rain. Um, I hate swimming. I'm like I'm a Crocs and slipper socks kind of girl. Mm. I, I I can't do boots. I think because my feet get so numb, and that's not a winter thing. That's just that I've got bad circulation thing. Boots is not a good thing. Mm. That's interesting actually because I got caught short in Russia. So after doing my um my ice K in Russia, so it was um how like, cold was that? Just just that it's insane. Uh, the water was reading under zero and the air temperature was below freezing. It was cold. Um, and I have been a croc resistor. My entire time swimming outside, I was a croc resistor and I didn't have appropriate footwear. Couldn't get my feet in anything because they were so gone. I just couldn't, I, I was sat there sobbing, could not get my feet in anything. Um, and <laughs> I had to be carried. So shout out to David for carrying me from the warming tent up the hill into the little, um, I don't know, swimming pool complex, leisure centre area to the rewarming area. He put me down and I ran off and he's like, what was that? You were fine. I couldn't get anything on my feet. I'm sorry, bye. <laughs> so you've saved me. I legged it to the sauna for the rewarming thing. And I was amazing. Quickly, but there's a video of me. It looks terrible. Colin Hill got a picture and some videos of me being carried. And he's like full on carrying me like, me like a baby. It looks really bad, but I was actually, I was all right. I just couldn't get my feet in anything. So tip of the day, number three, Crocs. The holes, I used to say, is where your dignity leaks out from. But no, that is not true. Embrace your rubber shoes. Get the brightest ones that you possibly can. Embrace them because they are going to save you one day. I just love them. You can wear them right down to the water or even into the water because like, I don't like the stones either. And so in the summer, I wear them into the water and then like clip them on my, on my toe float or put them in my toe bag. Mm -hmm. If and in the winter, 
I wear them right down into the water and then like throw them back to the side and then I let the water drain out and then put my slipper socks on and yeah the socks get a bit like damp your feet are wet anyway so like it's fine the, the slipper socks should be so thick that you can't feel it feel it if, if you can feel that your socks are wet the slipper socks are not thick enough buy some more buy some better ones please. I have a growing collection of slipper socks and I, I'm not done yet like I want as many slipper socks as I can get <laughs> these oversized ones actually they're really good oh see going going back to you swimming in like zero degree water i just find that insane because the lowest i've swum in is 5.3 and i think under about eight it hurts getting in and under about six it stings like someone's stabbing me with needles and then under five and this is the thing the difference between the water temperatures gets less and less as you go down the degrees 15 to 10 you're like "Eh, it's all right 10 to 8 you're like this is cold eight to six you're like this really hurts and then you're in a whole other world of pain six to five and under five i don't know but i can imagine it's even worse i don't like eight to five because i find it hurts and then five to three that's that's a bit mm, because i was really really scared before going to russia because i'm really very nearly backed out because i just didn't think i could do it so can you just say what you went to russia for by the way I did, in my third ice season, I entered the ice GBs, GB championships. Um, it was 3.6 degrees of water um, and I went and swam a K. But I didn't put my face in for the first 300 metres because I hate getting my face in. I just don't like it. I just wasn't very comfortable. But I ended up coming second, so I did all right. I heard that they were doing the World Ice Swimming Championships in Russia. Um, and I was told, you've done well, go and do an ice mile. If you can do that and do a couple more of our criteria, then you, 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 you'll be considered for a place. So uh, two, two weeks later, I went and visited Leon and did my ice mile with him at 3.6. And honestly, it was a, the hardest thing I've ever done. I got around to 800 metres, easy, no question, no problems at all. It was the same temperature as when we'd done the ice case. I got around the next 400 metres, absolutely fine. And then oh, I was just like, mm, a bit cold now. And when I get cold in my calves, I know that, that it's starting to, I'm on the edge a little bit. Then I got round to about 1400 metres. And I remember a conversation with Wendy Figures a few years ago. She's an incredible ice swimmer. She's done multiple of ice miles. She's great. She's done them back to back. But she said to me that the most difficult part is that last little bit the last 200 meters or so, and my God, was she right. I had the boat and I could see them all waving me on, like, come on, get in, get in, get in. Um, got in, got there, but I have no idea how. I remember that last 200 meters. Got out, was dressed, was rewarmed. My recovery was actually all right. It's that's always a bit, um, you, can, you never know what it's going to be like. It fills me with dread. But anyway, fast forward that, that meant that I got picked to be on the team to go to Murmansk in Russia as part of the World Ice Swimming Championships in 2019. And honestly, I very nearly didn't go. I signed up, I paid everything, mum was coming with me, we we're going to have a lovely time. And two weeks before, I was bottling it hard. Um, we had a cold snap and we'd got, we'd got some ice on the lake. And the water, I think, was it was about one and I got in and it was disgusting. It was so painful. It, it was it was like someone was cutting my skin with razors and oh, it was horrendous. That was the worst swimming experience of my life, actually. The pain, that was disgusting. But the air temperature was quite warm. Then I had a pep talk with the lovely Neil Curtis. 
Um, he took me out for a fish finger sandwich and was like, mate, put that chimp in the box, reference the whole chimp paradox, put that away, go and swim and deal with it. So went headed out to Russia with the team. Um, it was an incredible experience. Met some brilliant people. And I, I think I'm going to say it changed me. It changed my brain. It changed my outlook and my thinking. So the first day we were there, when we went for our acclimatization, so we went to an ice hole. Try saying that really quick when you've had a drink. And we swam in the ice hole and it was freezing. <laughs> it was like minus lots. The wind chill was disgusting. The water was really under, under zero. It's like minus 0.6. I went in with calf penalty. I love calf. Oh, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like champagne. She's just so bubbly and so amazing. Oh, she's ace. 10 out of 10. If calf hadn't been there, I wouldn't have got in. Yeah. Calf, calf got me in. She made a little pep talk. Um, the German team were there. My lovely friend, Lars Mack welcomed team Brexit when we got there. (laughs) Um, um, Mark Guest was there um, who swims here with me in Birmingham got into the ice hole swimming without a swimming hat because Mark believes in not wearing a swimming hat till he races which fair play to him I can't do it okay on that swimming hats make such a difference this little bit of silica makes such a difference when you swim swimming hat and if you want to wear a bubble hat on top wear it but wear a swimming hat because it keeps your head so much warmer and if you feel really decadent, go and get yourself a neoprene swimming hat and then wear another one over the top. Not that oh, I'm yeah. neoprene. I don't, I don't believe in neoprene unless it's socks, boots and a neoprene hat. I believe in that, but I don't wear it myself. I, I'm you, you, you believe in the reverse wetsuit? I believe in the reverse wetsuit. I do because I yeah, see, I'm I'm not an neoprene fan, but I do see I do see how they can be helpful. But I think they should be a tool. I mean, for me. It doesn't work because like I, said, I can't feel my hands and my feet anyway. So wearing neoprene booties actually make my feet hurt more. I don't know why, but my feet, they warm up and cool down really quickly. So adding something into the mix doesn't help. Same with my hands. I can't feel my fingers. I've got very bad circulation anyway. If I wear gloves, it makes my fingers sting more. And when you swim in the cold water, you have to embrace that your hands and feet are going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Like you can't avoid the fact that it's going to hurt. Yeah. So, but it's worth the pain to enjoy the feeling of the water. But I do think a neoprene hat, if I can get rid of the brain freeze, I would wear a neoprene hat because I hate the brain freeze. I hate the brain freeze and I hate the water on my face. And this was what I... Big goggles. I'm loving the big goggles. I have a very, very little face. I have to wear kids' Get get children, get get a kid's mask. I might give it a go, you know, because... I, that was what was stressing me out most in Russia was if I'm putting my face into zero degree water, what's it going to do? So I don't swim in earplugs and I race in earplugs, but I don't swim in them. And I, I'm now debating getting some because my ears not the greatest. Yeah. I was like that last year. So at the ice swimming GB chance where we met actually, um, I raced in earplugs, but never swam in earplugs. I thought it gave me like an extra boost of warmth in your head to help me swim better. It was also super warm in the, in the Lido, so it wasn't actually ice swimming, which helped as well. But no cold. It was cold. Oh, I was like, it, it wasn't warm. It was ice swimming warm, which is not hot at all. But then this summer, my ears started hurting when I was swimming. What well, the thing that everyone says happened, it's happened. And actually, on, honestly, earplugs make such a difference. So they make me less dizzy. They mean I can hear better after swimming, and they mean my ears aren't as itchy on the inside massive win from me i have lost 10 pairs of earplugs this year however fun fact Ten. i need some on a string because i take them off i then put them down my swimsuit thinking that's safe keeping and then i take my swimsuit off and i lose them 
That is funny. I need some on a string or I need a swimsuit with a little earplug pocket. I feel like I should be a swimsuit consultant because like there's so many suits and so many companies out there. I love what you're doing. I love your designs, but I don't like your shape. I'm six foot tall. So many swimsuits do not fit my body. It's ridiculous. I put some on and I get a full on front and back wedgie and I go, yeah, that's not, that's not one for me. That's brilliant. Or like, or, or like you push off, it just goes straight up. Like it's fine when you're walking around, you get in the water and you push off the wall and then it's just not comfortable. I just embrace it. I've just got to a point of embracing it. The little of the better. I swim everywhere with permanent wedgie at the moment. Like the whole summer. <laughs> My swimming tan was weird. I had like a wedgie tan. Well, in fact, I say that, but I found two brands I love. And of course, they're like really expensive. So I can only have a couple. And then I have to make do with like standard swimsuits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult balance, isn't it? I've, it took me a while to find what I like. And, and ones that don't give you hickeys, like swim costume hickeys when you're going. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So, it's, and, so, and also like a swimsuit that can withstand a lot of like Vaseline on it. Because I do a lot of swimming in the sea. And particularly for long swims. It's not as much in the winter, actually, because I don't swim in the sea in the winter. But I have to vass up my swimsuits and they just get ruined yeah. on the straps. But I found a few brands that don't. So like Funky, my, I've got a couple of Funky to swimsuits that don't, mm. which is nice. And um, But then I've also got like my really expensive, lovely swimsuits that I'm not letting Vaseline anywhere near ever yes. because it was like an £80 swimsuit and I would cry if anything ever happens to it yeah i hear you there like and you'll wear it to death and then even when it's rotted you're going to keep it frame it well what i love about it is so it's double lined and in this you know the fancy new material that's like really thick yeah it's in that material and it's really like body shaping which is ace but i don't think it's going to go see-through so i'm hoping i can wear it forever oh, that... and if i can't i'm gonna have to explain to my husband how much it cost me because i just haven't told him yet no, it's fine. It's fine. And it was in, it was in my swimming bank account. It's fine. I have a swimming bank account as well, and it, it's it's useful. I, I've if I find a costume I like, I buy four like four or five of them. I need to start doing this because I normally just raid like the bargain bin. You know when the ledger centre has like their sale and there's like swimsuits for like four pound fifty. I just buy like six or seven of them and hope they fit. And then because most of them fit okay. Well, and I said when I say okay, I mean they're too short in the body and like sometimes chafe under your arms. But you get used to that as a swimmer. But I'd love to find ones which have a decent back. Yeah, I'm I'm a minimal back kind of girl, as minimal as possible. You see, I'm ginger, so I need as much back coverage as possible to prevent sunburn. Because I have had blisters before the the size of my whole back, Whoa. and I'm never doing that again. Yeah, th- this is this is where we differ because I'm quite dark. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I need as much back coverage. But this is the difference. This is the thing. I have to train in as much coverage as possible to stop being sunburned. And then on the day of swims, and I would say just in the summer, but I have also got sunburned in the winter as well. At, at the um, ice champs, I got sunburned. Actually, I caught as well. And because I had a little red face and... Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, had red, I had red cheeks and I had like, not a lot, but I had, a, I had a bit of a red back, which was a bit of a surprise, put it that way. Especially for February. Yeah. Mm. but this year has been weird yeah I'll, say, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it this year yeah. and then but then this year's been really weird temperature wise but it's got so cold so quickly that I'm really excited for this winter because it's going to be cold but I we've think. never had a November this warm so um we always use a document when it's in this time a few weeks ago at the lake it was 5.6 so we are having another mild we've had a really mild summer and we're having another mild November as well. Yeah, that's true. 
I'm not that scientific in it. I just know that like, yeah, no, but actually, no, you're right. Because it is, it's war. And this is the weird thing. People that are swimming through the winter for the first time, you're going to think this is really cold, but I hadn't realized actually you're right. It, it, it's warm. Yeah. Cause if I have my, my dead ice, right. Cause I'm doing the polar bear. If I have a look at the temperatures that the lowest I've had is 7.7, .7, but the air was minus one. And that was on the 26th. And then highs on the 19th was 9.9. .9. That's a massive variable. But I mean, that, that is in a river as well. I think lakes are slightly more, especially deep lakes. Deep lakes are slightly more reliable. Well, they hold their temperature longer and then they stay colder longer. So, if yeah, so they drop more gradually. Yeah, so actually, I'm looking at it here, the 29th, it was 6.9. But that's a really shallow lake, so it's quite flashy when it comes to temperature. So... I'm just going in with no expectation because we've got no, we don't have any competitions. Everything's been canceled. So this season I'm going to enjoy it. And I went for a swim this morning. I hate swimming in the rain. I just don't, it just doesn't do it for me uh, unless it's in the summer. I'm a closer inside and it's dry. No, I hate swimming in the rain all the time. I just don't like it. Um, I didn't want to put my face in. So I didn't put my face in. I had a lovely time. See, I'm, I'm enjoying this year. So I, I, I was doing, in fact, Sorry, I was doing the Jedi Polar Bear Challenge, but when lockdown happened, me and my friend both swam like one of the distances and we both got out. We were both a bit disorientated and I didn't like it. So I, I dropped down to Arctic because I've decided this winter I'm just going to have fun. So I'm just going to swim and enjoy it and work, get back in the pool and try and fix my swim stroke because a summer of no pool swimming has not been kind to my hand entry on my shoulders and I just need to do a bit of repair work. And so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna swim. I'm gonna eat cake. I'm gonna have bacon sandwiches, and then next year I'll do like icy swimming. And I think it's important to remember why you love it. And I, I love it for cake, and competition. But this, this, this winter's a cake winter. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's, it's a very cakey winter. And there's nothing I love more than a good hike up a mountain to find a lake, have a swim, yeah. on hiking. Like experiences, not challenges, I think. Yes. And you can make so many sound bites out of swimming and stuff, but actually I was reading earlier actually on some swim forum and, and there was a post and someone went, I didn't really enjoy it, but I know it's really good for me. Should I carry on going? And all the responses were just like, no, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Don't try and like push yourself to do what Sally's swimming or swim where Derek's swimming or wear a wetsuit because Susan's swimming in a wetsuit or take off your wetsuit because Nick is, is swimming skins. Get in the water how you enjoy it. If you, if you enjoy the water, get in. If you yeah. stop enjoying it, get out. I saw some, a very similar post on, the, um, on a forum today and someone's comment was about, don't forget it's just a hobby. And that's so important. Yeah, so important. And there are occasions where you have to suck it up and go for it. Mm. This year is probably not one of them. I, I agree because we've never had a year like this. We've never had a year where we've had so much uncertainty. No. I hate the word unprecedented. If I'd had a pound every time this is the word unprecedented. Oh my gosh, I'd be rich. Yeah, um, but it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's just put a pound in the jar. Great saving technique. But I just... Mm -hmm. I don't think this year is the year for anybody to go and put too much pressure and expectation on themselves. I think we all need time to heal and whether we're going to be going and healing by swimming outside or healing by watching Netflix with a glass of wine. Yeah. Which... I think 
this year has shown us all that you get through the day how you get through the day you know and so i know people that you know even though the pools were open for ages then closed again they didn't feel comfortable going back to a pool <laughs> equally people that didn't swim outside at all because they didn't like the idea of swimming outside and you know what all of the above are fine like it's a hobby and it should be a hobby where unless you're doing something really stupid don't judge anyone and if you are doing something really stupid please listen to advice and if you see someone doing anything stupid tell them yeah know your limitations like we were doing some very very silly swims over the, over the summer but, but but silly by whose standard because to some people they were absolutely stupid but and but to us they were within just us. about possible yeah and that's the thing it's knowing what you can do it's knowing what your group can do you know but every swim we did we we all checked in and some of them we bailed early when we weren't comfortable we bailed early we bailed early when we 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 were swimming in the bristol channel because we we couldn't get any further and 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 i i bailed before even you guys was like guys i'm getting out because we ain't getting past this because this thing it's okay to bail and like i'm i'm so so lucky that i I've never had, be, I've never been pulled on a swim. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, you know, but I've all, but I have nearly, and then, it, but I have seriously considered not doing a swim because I was scared I'd bail. I did, did a swim in the summer and my pilot said to me, the weather's not great. The air temperature is quite cold and it's really windy. Do you want to go? And that doesn't sound great, but it, it didn't sound awful either. So I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Had a pep talk with you actually. And you said it's fine to bail. Yeah. And I hadn't thought of it like that. I thought of it as an all or nothing thing. So I either did it or I didn't. And actually, think I got in wanting to get to halfway and then I'd see what happened. And actually, that really helped me change my mentality. So like this year, I don't feel like comfortable doing the Jedi Polar Bear Challenge. So I've dropped down. It's not I either did it or I didn't. It's that I tried and I've dropped down a level. Swimming isn't all or nothing is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and that's the mentality for me it used to be all or nothing and which is why I considered it as a huge sense of failure and I what if for so long from when I got out and it's taken me so long to change my mentality and and have the option of 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 bailing and it being okay I always go into a swim I research my swims to death I know where I can get out I know if I'm swimming an A to B swim along a coastline I will have been on Google Earth and I would have looked at every single chance I know that I can get out at and that's just what I've become because in the winter when like so I do quite a lot of swooshes because I swim in the Thames quite a lot and the Thames can get really fast mm. so I've done some really some quite long ones like five six hundred meters I've done a couple when it was warmer that were like a kilometer but I knew all of my get out points and I didn't but I, I did consider having shoes at all of them like I didn't because I wasn't quite that neurotic but I knew like right if I, if I go to this point I can get out that point I can get out and I also knew how far I'd have to walk to my car yeah that matters too. and it's, it's thinking about all the steps you know swimming is a huge lo- logistical challenge which is why events are let's face it so expensive because the logistics of swim events and swim challenges are huge mm-hmm. like if you do a run and you stop running you're fine if you swim and you stop swimming you're slightly less fine so like swimming is one of the most logistical sports possible there is there are also logistics in every sport obviously but i think you can get really neurotic on it but it's good to at least have a couple of backup plans yes and i always carry my shoes and emergency clothes with me just in case that's a good point i always think about it but rarely do it so when when i had my my little um charlie mcleod dress 
the little um, microfiber towel thing in mm. uh, in my toe flow and I clipped my Crocs to the outside of my toe float. But then I got to a point where that was being really annoying. So I was just putting some really lightweight shoes in there, but making sure that if you do get out in the summer, it's it's less, but I don't, I don't do it in the winter because I'm not swimming far, but in the summer, I, I've always got snacks, a drink, a lot of stuff in my toe float. Oh, just dropped something. Yeah. I think we max out our toe floats every time. Yeah. But, but I think, but that's the fun of it. And then in the winter, I max out my dry bag. So I always have like two or three extra layers and I've just learned, and this is huge, you can get jumpers, which are USB plug-in and they are heated. No way. I know, right? I'm getting one so I can plug it into my computer when I go back to the office and I can sit at my desk plugged into my jumper and I'm so excited. I'm getting it for Christmas. That does sound a real absolute win treat. Just like a warm hug. I like that. I don't really put the heating on at home because I don't see the point, but it's been on today because I was freezing when I got out swimming and I wasn't even in long this morning. It was just one of those days. Some days you warm up differently to others and I've never understood. Like I can do the same swim on two different days in the same temperature, both water and air. And one day I'll warm up fine and the other day I'll be cold for ages. And I just reckon it's sleep, it's stress, it might be a my period. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that affect how cold you are. Yeah. And I used to really bash myself that I hadn't swum as far or as long, or I wasn't the last one getting out the water. What's the point? Yeah. Like if you get out, if you get out in the middle, you get, you get more cake. I swim for cake. I want to get it on a swim hat. Nancy Farmer's just done some cool ones with like the pirate ones with cake and dishonor or something really cool. I like all the Nancy's hats, but it's, it's, I like Nancy's hats. Mm, it's a good one. Right. Before we, before we wrap up and before we go, three things that a new swimmer this year should put on their Christmas list for swimming. And it can be anything from your, something that you, you wouldn't swim without. It can be anything. Go. <laughs> something to stand on, like a changing mat, an old bit of carpet, a yoga mat. If you're going to whack it on your Christmas list, there's a really cool one I've seen. It's called like a turtle bag and it's got have one. like, and it's thick and it's recycled and it's made in the UK or, or if you're more budget, bit of old carpet, something to stand on mm-hmm. when you get out changes the game when you swim. That's my number one. I like that number, number two. I backed them on Kickstarter, the tail. Did you? I didn't, and I wish I had, because like I, it was one of those things. I've got like a, just a little changing mat, and it works fine, but this is one of those things that I think a little bit more money would make a massive difference. Yeah, I use you know what I mean? more for wakeboarding than swimming, though. I do have to no, say I don't wakeboards are not a problem. Yeah. Anyway, um, number two, number two would definitely be a thick, fluffy hoodie jumper. Like this is a merino wool jumper, and it's so warm that I'm sweating at the moment, which is ace. Or I've got a selkie sherpa, and I'm gonna shout them out because it is the warmest, fluffiest hoodie I have ever owned, and I wear it for about eight months a year and wash it twice. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Katya, because that's grim, but like it is the warmest thing I own, and I love it. <laughs> A Sherpa selkie hoodie, like absolutely shout them out for it because I love it. And I'm not paid to say that. I just love it. <laughs> it's the best thing I have. And I want to buy a second one. Mm, that's a good endorsement. And number three. <sighs> number three, it's going to have to be a good flask. Get a good flask. Mm-hmm. A flask you can put, a fl- yeah, get a good flask. Like I've got a hydro flask, flask, or like a, and, and a thermos flask, and just just get a flask that you can whack like hot water or hot chocolate in. 
porridge if you're inclined to have like hot food or soup in it but a hot drink afterwards to get a decent flask like and that. if it's a christmas present you can probably get a better flask than like a cheaper one this is true i'm a bit funny with hot drinks in that i won't have them until it's properly cold or i've been in for hours i'm a bit weird best hot drink actually that i found is gingerbread green tea it warms you up in a really nice way i like hot winter ribena Oh, Cass swears by that as well. She's she got me. She got me into it. So she mentioned it, and I started trying it mostly because I was running late for a swim once, and I and I didn't have time to brew a coffee. So mm-hmm. I accidentally stumbled across it. No, normally, I'd swear by a coffee, but I wake up late and I can't be asked to make a coffee. So I now do hot ribena, and it tastes amazing, and it warms you up. It's it's like kind of the non-alcoholic version of a mulled cider. Mm, it's good, isn't it? It's good. I like really that. good. I'm gonna whiz my three. Because one of them's the same as yours, something to stand on. I've had, um, I've got a good, great fold-up one that I was given this year by John Meyer. Really good. Folds up really small, so you can put it in your toe float. And they're really good. Um, so do you remember those little little yellow kickboards, the tiny little J? I stand. I've done a kickboard as well. Just some, and, and honestly, anything to stand on work. I've seen like the little buckets you get from IKEA as well. Yep, done them too. All, they all work, but I want a turtle yeah. bag. Um, number two has got to be rated like winter rated snow boots so mine are rated down to minus 20 i bought them for russia and i've gone and bought myself a second pair so that i can wear them in the house i've just got some bog standard ladies ones from mountain warehouse they're brilliant and they're toasty and they're warm and they're amazing and they've revolutionized my life um and that kind of goes with the whole ski vibe the ski ski clothes so i'm going to go with number two ski clothes um, and number three is some goggle anti-fog spray. Um, oh, that, that is a good one because goggle fog is a nemesis. I worked out a few years ago, if I cool my eyes down before I put my goggles on, it doesn't steam up as much. But How no, do you cool your eyes down? Just pop your face in and give it a little oh, shit, yeah. Just <laughs> the whole... I thought it was on the sides, yeah, you just put them in the water. <laughs> just put your eyes in the water and just like... Um, but yeah, goggle spray, cooker, and it's only a couple of quid, so it can be a stocking filler. And it has been, I mean, I, I could chat to you all night, Joe, it'd be lovely, but I know that if anyone's listening to this, they're probably just going to get bored of us chatting about swimming. I say, yeah, I, I can talk for longer than I can swim, so let's wrap up. Yeah, me too, all day long. Lovely chatting to you. I've been Caroline Saxon with Joe Jones.